Polyhedron is a production of Simulacra Studios. You can find us on Twitter at SimulacraRPGs or at PolyhedronCast. If the visual medium is your thing, you can follow us at Simulacra TV on both Twitch and YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash simulacrastudios and sign up to be a patron. Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two friends in two very small black boxes. I got Ryan. I ate too much cheese. Yes, you did. And Scott. I've been in too many zip codes this day. Yeah, I was, I was either that or it was going to be like my arms are tired joke. I was I was waiting for it. My arms are tired. <laughs> my arms are physically tired. They are very tired. Every part of me is tired. Yeah, so we're going to kind of get into it. There is not much news going on, and our good friend Scott is hot off the plane. We're going to talk about Saturnalia. He did it this weekend. He went to New Orleans. It's cool. But before we get to that, Ryan, how was your gaming and other entertainment real quick? Well... I started playing God of War Ragnarok. It's pretty good. Awesome. Uh, awesome. I don't... I mean, it makes me a little sick to play it for, like, more than two hours at a time, I think, because it's so... I'm playing it on, like, a, a very large television, and I'm sitting very close to it. But I've turned down all the motion blur and stuff, so that that's all right. I do like the uh, some of the features they have because I've totally switched on the don't make me, don't make me hit buttons for stu- for, for basic things system oh yeah yeah yeah. like auto climb auto jump auto pick up like don't make me hit oh man i needed you i didn't know those were on there oh (laughs) totally dude there are so many auto pick up i will totally do that fuck that noise oh yeah the first time i backstepped onto an object and was pounding x during a certain fight like and this is like one of the first fights and i'm pounding x to try to pick shit up and nothing's happening and it's like okay well this isn't going to do at all uh the other (laughs) thing is I swapped uh, Circle and X for okay. Evade to give me the Elden Ring dodge. Yeah, so you could evade, yeah. Yeah, I, I set up, I basically tried to set it up as close to Elden Ring as I could. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's good. And it's, it's, it's pretty good so far. It's pretty good. Yeah, I am, I'm about 30 hours in. We'll talk more about that in a later episode. I promise you that. I got lots of thoughts and feelings. It's a very good game, but man, it goes places. Scott, well, we're going to... Other than Saturnalia, was there anything else you'd like to talk about? Not much in terms of like gaming and media and whatnot. We, we did see Black Panther. Yes, I we did. Have, have not seen it. So uh, that's all we're going to say about it until my, Ryan seen Black Panther. But it was good. Yeah, yeah. We, we should have a okay. lot to talk about. When it, when was it worth seeing my, in the my, theater? Almost. I, I, you get very close. Okay. Very close. So like, all right. I'll have to think about it. My TDR of that is it's better than the first one from a structural standpoint. It's a good movie. It's it's cool. It's interesting. There's some interesting things going on in that movie. But we'll talk about more about Black Panther sometime in the future when Ryan has seen, you know, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. As I said, there's not much other news. I'm mostly doing all my gaming stuff. I'm playing God of War Ragnarok. That's what I've been doing almost all weekend. It was a lot of fun. So let's go right into it. Spill it, Scott. Talk to all us right. about Saturnalia. So Saturnalia was a LARP that happened this past weekend in New Orleans, mostly in the French Quarter. There was an an outlier or two that we can go into at a later point, but mostly in the French Quarter. A partnership between By Night Studios, who has the license to do the 
Vampire the Masquerade and other World of Darkness games, LARP rules, and Reverie Studios, who are a LARP production. It was set up as a very, very big deal. Many venues, up to about 10 separate venues, I think maybe even a little more, across the French Quarter and other places in New Orleans. Many different groups that you know had different starting locations. A lot of interesting setup for what was going on saturnalia in this is a is a thing that's been happening forever but we just now are talking about it um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, a party mm-hmm. in new orleans that is open to all kindred of any sect as long as they abide by you know the pack saturnalia and it's there to sort of in in encourage introspection and encourage transformation in the kindred race uh, you're supposed to go there to have experiences that expand your your experience of being kindred and and try and foster some amount of dynamism in a very static existence. Like mm. I said, in the lore, in the lore of this game, this has been a thing that's been happening for a long, long and but it was also highly indicated that this may be the last one for a good long while because it's a party that involves a bunch of kindred coming into a city and in having weird experiences but the second inquisition is now a thing mm, so mm-hmm. that that's kind of the the setup of oh this may be the last one so you better you know do it hard as hard as you can even though it it, it might be the one that gets us all killed that's why you got to go as hard as you can that's why you got as hard as you can what be cautious no why would we be cautious why would why would we make this a subdued affair in the hopes of keeping it going but no that was the general gist of it uh, I played Julian Sova, who is a member of the Anarch game, The Gathering, who are very, their whole deal is sort of very grassroots, on the ground level political action in the Anarch movement. Mm-hmm. My character played the role of the turn, which is the one member who wants out, who who has it, has a different perspective, wants to try something new, who wants to get out of the out of his current position and into another position. Hopefully, as a result of Saturnalia, because I am who I am, I kind of decided I flavored that to be he wanted to get out of the political muck and mire and find something more spiritual, uh, mm-hmm. something with yeah. more cosmic significance specifically he had run into some lilith worshippers some bahari last saturnalia of course of course exactly and wanted to find a little bit wanted wanted to move in that direction as opposed to doing the literal grunt work of grassroots left-leaning vampire politics <laughs> you're behind that but not as much it's not all, as interesting well i also played a nosferatu so my 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 Quote of the evening of I have been doing the shit work, not a metaphor of this group for two decades, and I'm fucking done. <laughs> Very appropriate. Um, I like I, it. I, I got like to it. pull that out a couple of times to, to good effect. But yeah, so that was kind of my general setup. Like I said, my group were, were lefty grassroots anarchs looking to, to make a change to to really and they were they were also a local group so they were there to really make Saturnalia shine and really push the agenda as in within that framework and there were up to a dozen other groups all doing their own thing all having their own connections there were locals and visiting groups because this is something that is open to all kindred from all domains one of the traditions of Saturnalia is an a for this night we are equals 
um, mm-hmm. the the pressure of status. You're supposed to leave that at the door so that you're open to as many experiences as possible. Right. So you could you could during this night you could talk back to a prince or even you know someone higher. You can you can make a dare, and they're not supposed to. Uh, retaliate at least not not this night like not directly like it's one of those like it's very bad form like you'll you would actually suffer a loss of status if you went against this tradition of the of the event so let me let me ask a couple questions and you're going to be talking a lot let me give you a little bit of a break here uh, save my voice which is also a little raw yeah uh so did you get to pick your character how did the character creation happen how how was it handled it was very similar to Larp Weaver from Jackalope and Night in Question. Mm. It wasn't, it was not Larp Weaver, but it was a program very much like it. I basically answered a series of questions about like, do you want to be an ant? Like, what sect do you want to be a part of? Selected Anarch. What group do you want to be a part of? Do you want to be local? Do you want to be visiting? And then within each group, they had, similar to Night in Question, very short blurbs, story seeds around which you could build the character. Okay. From okay. there, okay. I could select my clan. From there, I could select like my age level within limits. I got the very low level of ticket. So by the time that I it got to me, things like being an elder were off the table. Right. Uh, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. I suppose we can actually talk about that right now. Yeah, I mean, that's also part of like the character creation and yeah. mechanics of how me- the game itself is handled. So it should not surprise anyone that there was a lot of pay extra to get access to cooler things in the character creation options. You had to pay higher tickets. And the ticket that I spent, the low level ticket was $400. Holy. Uh, That is. Yeah. That's not, that's not for most gamers. That's a, that's a, that's a fairly high ticket item. The the only reason I I spent that $400 is because I had enough points on my credit card to get the tickets for free and I had a good friend of mine who I knew met from Night in Question. Shout out to Michael Bourbon. You're a, you're a badass. Let me stay at his house for the yeah. weekend. Yeah. Uh, so other costs defrayed, I was able to afford the 400. I wasn't able to afford like the higher levels and some of the more more higher add-ons. But what that meant is that I don't want to use the phrase pay to win, but yes. definitely pay for plot. Yeah. That's and that's I, a little gross. Not you're, you're. I don't think anyone who's listened to this podcast is going to come away with any impression other than every single one of us is not in favor of that model. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know, I got to say, uh, to talk well about, uh, speak well of Jackalope. We, I, I will. I would say that even if you did pay for the net, like the good, good, like the the higher end tickets. First of all, the difference between a people ticket and a vampire ticket and even a fancy ticket wasn't even the total cost of your ticket for mm-hmm. that one event. So different pay scale already. And even the higher level folks, I, I don't think they got like, they got a different experience because yes. they were playing vampires. But I think it was more about background and like... Also was a makeup. They got, and ma- and they, makeup. They, they were paying more for the time of the person to put prosthetics and mm-hmm. that and the like onto them to make them look horrendous yeah. and vampiric. And that said, I understand a higher ticket cost. It makes a lot of sense. Like venue in yeah. this case yeah. is I, absurdly expensive. I don't think I did not. 
I think I paid for what got what I paid for. Good. I mean, like, yeah. They they the amount of money needed to set things up the way it was set up must have been ridiculous. So I don't think I got I did not get value for what I got. I just couldn't afford the extra levels of value for things that I would have preferred. I would have preferred a more flat cost and and like dole dole that out more evenly. Right. So uh, there was a four hundred dollar ticket which Scott got. There was mm-hmm. a six hundred dollar ticket. The the a higher up. There's a thousand dollar ticket, and then there's a only a five available three k tickets. Oh that boy! Were. I think the three k tickets were like group tickets. Oh, okay, that makes sense. It says coterie ticket. That makes yeah. sense. Ah. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. That's yeah, more so. like the war pack or the walking feast. Right, uh, or, for, or for, you're you have a collection of people that yeah. you can all sort of pull your resources. So that kind of yeah. makes sense too. Uh, yeah. The other anarch group that we we heavily interacted with was a coterie ticket. Oh, neat! So they had come up with their own stuff. They were very cool. So yeah, the, I did the my perspective on this game overall. If we're going to start talking about my actual experience of the game, is for me from my position, from my having come in basically not playing with anyone that I knew with very few exceptions. So a lot of unfamiliar faces and coming in at the the lowest level of access to, to things. What this was for me was an in character, in costume pub crawl at the first part of the night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And an in character party at the end of the night. Now, both the pub crawl and the party were really fucking fun. Good. As soon as, like, I, I, it took me about an hour in the first part of the game because the way the game starts is all of the groups are in different starting venues all over the French quarters. Which is a neat idea. I'm going to point that out. That's a really cool cool idea idea where everyone's like, okay, this is kind of your home base, everyone, for your sect. Mm -hmm. And your guys are going to migrate outwards. So you don't know exactly who you're going to interact with immediately. So, yeah. Once I kind of figured out, like, Oh, we're just going to, we're going to visit these other locations. We're going to, you know, maybe get a drink or two, see what there is to see there and interact with whoever is there in character. Not a lot of plot. Now, like I said, there may have been higher level stuff going around, going along for people who had a more well-established and integrated group than I did, or who had paid for different levels of access. Because there are things that you could pay for, like there was a $500 separate event the night before on a New Orleans steamboat. Ooh. Which was, from what I've told, I did, I, one of the, another person who was staying with, with me in the same house described it as much more of a guided experience because it was a funeral, uh, it was a, a funeral on a steamboat. One of the plot points is that the Prince of New Orleans was re- has recently been killed. Like, oh, coming right uh, into Saturnalia. So there was a big funeral okay, event so on a steamboat. Rolling boat. back, on my opinion, a little bit, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, steamboat tickets are pretty, pretty expensive. Like, the venue, like, I understand why it cost as much as it did. I didn't enjoy that they, you know, that they, there was plot that I was access. There were... There was straight up, uh, and I don't think you can find this on the website anymore, like secret plot lines, and there was a secret location that you could buy access to. So there was pay for plot. There was straight up pay for plot involved in this. 
Not a fan of that. Which yeah, I have a, I have a, nobody can see me. I'm making a scrunchy face right now. Yeah, his, he pursed it, his lips mm. a little bit. Now, now I will say, I the secret location was a bit more defrayed because of the fact that if you knew where it was, you could bring guests. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you get one. <laughs> no, I mean, they just said you could bring guests. It was along the oh, lines of if you found out where it was, you could go there. Good, good, good on you. Yeah, good exactly. on you for which we did go to it. That and that was the one thing that was not in the French Quarter. It was, if anyone knows the city, it was across the street from Canal Street, which is one of the border streets of the French Quarter. And that was quite a hoof from where we went. That was the sort of the last part of the pub call for us. So yeah, I started off in a bar called Santos, which is a very kind of it's a constrained but very cool punk goth club, uh, which I enjoyed. I I if if I were doing a pub crawl that would be certainly on my list because it was my sort of place. The DJ was fantastic. It was playing really really good goth tracks. Good um, good. I, I may damn well. Okay, so I'm going to interject a little bit from our experience because Scott was out and about on his own. We were not with him, so he was obviously getting really good pictures of New Orleans, the French Quarter, and everything around it that I had never seen because I've never been there. And I when I saw those pictures, I was like. God damn it, I kind of want to be there because I'm not playing the game, just in New Orleans with my friends <laughs> running around getting drinks. Mm-hmm. Like, that's I, what I, I want to go do. Yeah, it, the, I guess the question that I was going to sort of lead into, Scott, was like, how was the game part of the game? Was there a game part of the game that was enjoyable other than just being your guy? We will definitely <laughs> get to that. Okay. Uh, but like I said, so. From my perspective, this part of the game didn't have much game in it. Okay. Uh, I'll talk I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit logistics. We had every group had a sober chaperone from staff, which was very appreciated. Yes. He was also doing double duty. In our group, he was doing double duty taking pictures. So I cannot wait for that because I know for a fact that I got a number of good pictures taken of myself. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of which, what happened to your prosthetic? You made mention that your prosthetic wasn't working out well. It wasn't that it wasn't working out well. Is that I I had a come to Jesus moment with myself, of I am super tired because even though I'm in a nice house and I'm put up, I have trouble adjusting to new places when sleeping. So I had not gotten a good amount of sleep the night before, and I was a little nervous about you know being mostly by myself with people I don't know in a city that is not exactly the safest in the world. So I made the judgment call to not wear the prosthetic. Yep, that's perfectly fine. Uh, You look great. Yeah. To avoid one to two possibly bad interactions that could, because, and if they happened, they would probably be unpleasant and confusing. Well, also, it was the physical discomfort and, like, Ah, the impairment of my vision. Oh, yeah. Oh, you couldn't, like, you didn't have your, uh, you didn't have your, like, corners of your vision or it was blocking. Yeah, your, I mean it wasn't like, bad, uh, but I just didn't want to deal with it. Also, later in the night as you as time goes on, you're gonna your your skin's gonna get tight and you're just gonna feel you're gonna feel it on your face the entire time. Yeah. I I didn't want to deal with the discomfort. I didn't want to deal with the, the the enhanced safety risks. And when I told the makeup lady this, because you could one could pay for makeup, by the way. Um oh, cool. it was it was not, I do like it was that. not part of a package. Everyone could put $75 on and get an hour-long makeup session. They were, they were limited uh, slots, but... Everyone who's thinking about doing something like that, that's a great idea, by the way. Don't, don't put it behind a specific ticket. 
hire enough people to where you can get it, you can do that where anyone can pay if they want to make their character look cooler yes so that's the thing that i did and when i told my makeup artists of this they were very supportive of that decision they had asked me previously in an email conversation like are you sure you want to do this and I'm like yeah i'm a buffer lopper i've been all sorts of ghoulies but then i had like the realization i'm much older now and that's a safety risk and i just don't want to be that uncomfortable no no be comfortable man dude i yeah i mean when i did haunted housework i had a full face you know prosthetic latex to my face mask on for multiple hours straight and i'll tell you it your face feels real weird uh mm -hmm. the whole damn time <laughs> so whole... she did a bang up job on my makeup she made me she gave me kind of like a bat nose and like high contour with like yeah. corpse face there's pictures on my facebook Sorry. Yeah, you, especially with the. Share, <laughs> you, you can see pictures of me when the when the photos come up. Uh, and he had a hood on, and with your natural like, with your with your with your big beard, and with the makeup on, you looked like a Nosferatu. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was like, okay, I got what he's going for. You're a Nosferatu. Got it. We're go moving on. Yeah, she did a real good job, and I'm real happy with it with, with the way she did it. So started off at Santos. We moved to a place called Voodoo Authentica which is one of, from, from multiple sources I've heard, one of the more, like, legit uh, voodoo museum educational places in the city. Which, you know, there's always going to be an element of they're selling, you, they're selling you your own appropriation of their culture. <laughs> uh, like, that's always been a part of voodoo in the city. But from what I've heard, this was the more, more authentic, more legit places. And we got kind of, kind of an educational experience there. They kind of took us through a couple of, like, there was a shrine to a particular Loa who was, you know, about, like, they keyed it into the themes of the event mm -hmm. pretty well. And, like, so a big part of, like, this first part of the evening is that, Yes, you're in character, but you're also out in the city amongst mortals. Mm -hmm. So do not break the masquerade is essentially right. what 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 the, the thing is. And so it was I had to I had to ask myself the question of like, how in character should I be here? Like like the way they were talking about it, they were talking to us like we were humans who had come to their shop. Like they made no indication that they knew what was going on, although I'm sure they did. Yeah. But so like that was an interesting it was a bit an interesting bit of internal conflict because like this is a place where there's where spooky and supernatural stuff going on. If there's a place where I can pull out some vampire like back and forth, this would be it. But I decided to just play it straight and whatnot. I already looked like a fucking freak. From there, we went to a speakeasy above a jazz bar called Potions, which was super cool. It was actually, it wasn't very crowded and it had access to their balcony. So it overlooked Bourbon Street and there were not very clothed fan dancers going around the place with these big fans and sexy costumes. Cool. I had to play the undead monster that I was and, uh, you know, kind of give the side eye at some of the people who were being a little more awooga, even though they were supposed to be fucking vampires. <laughs> grow up what i'm saying to you you know you are also well to be fair they probably had a couple drinks on them too yeah i went completely sober for the event by the way yeah i, I didn't i i was i did not want any sort of that that thing i i think that people at night in question have the right idea about it this sort of thing especially when you're dealing with consent-based mechanics mm -hmm. uh, yep yeah that's especially with a lot and even then it's even more important it, like a public because let me say night question not a public event mm -hmm. there are no normal people there are no normies there mm -hmm. this 
can't you can't close off Bourbon Street for a LARP. Yeah, that's no another, way in hell. That's another thing that like I think it's more it's less of a like direct criticism and more of an inherent problem. Yep. With this concept, you know, they made the policy of like you can drink, but if you if you get drunk, then you'll be last to leave the event, and right, that's very on. hard to police. It's almost impossible to police. That's 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 kind of like. Well, I guess we have to say something, sort of like we have to say something, but we're mm-hmm. not going to do right. <laughs> but it's incredibly hard to police. Like apparently they had talked to the venues and like in like asked them to encourage responsible drinking at the venues, but you could always just go to one of the million other bars within a five foot radius of you and at any time. Yeah, go into New Orleans. Most of the time, where they were, you can just drink in the street. It yep. does not matter. There are signs reminding you it's okay to drink on the street. Mm-hmm. You can take your yeah. drink from the bar, from one bar to the next bar. You can go and get slithered yeah, on a it old... before you go into the next bar because the one thing they won't let you do is taking a drink from another place. Yeah, there's places that do alcoholic slushies. Mm-hmm. You can just walk in, get a more rum, rum runner than you ever needed, and you can just keep going. You can just keep going. Absolutely. And I did, I did, did partake a little bit the night before when I was doing a more private pub crawl, which was a mistake. Yeah, because sure. I'm old, because I'm old and, and it contributed to my poor lack of poor, poor night of sleep. Uh, but anyway, and yeah, then, so then we went to potions, which was a very cool speakeasy. And then we found a couple people who had an inn at the secret location, which was quite a draw, quite a, quite a walk. And it, it was kind of a, it was also kind of a speakeasy, but it actually had gambling. Uh, and they oh, were neat. running, they had something called Elysium Rules Poker, which was something they had demoed before at the workshops. The workshops, were, by the way, were very similar to the workshops done at the night in question. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I won't belabor them. They they ran three separate ones with like a third of the of the group each because they didn't really right. have the space because it's in the French Quarter. You're not going to have really big rooms. Um, right. To do things in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had they they portioned it out for a third of the group at a time. So it was kind of stripped down from what we did at the night in question through Jackalope, but it hit a lot of the same similar points. So I wasn't going to beleaguer that. So yeah, so but there was but they had demoed something called Elysium Rules Poker, which was essentially a variant on poker that had some vampire elements to it, and they were playing it at this like speakeasy gambling joint. That's uh, cool. Good, good, ex- good extra effort. Yeah. So that it was a cool, it was a cool location. There was been, it was like a, like there was like a back room table full of princes playing poker, uh, which was cool because one of like one of the groups was princes, like visiting princes from other cities. Uh, the dignitaries. Oof, oof that's yeah. a rough crowd. Yeah, I mean, there's no way I could have gotten into that group because it was they that those obviously got snaked up pretty early. Those those are the thousand dollar tickets. Uh huh. So we did that, and then because we were running out of time, I made the decision to get a lift from one side of the French Quarter to the other side of the French Quarter, which was where the next thing was, because I'm a smart person and I don't mind spending a little money if it means a little more comfort. So I did that, uh, and that that was when the next part of the event, which was, it's called the Second Line. Uh, and Second Lines are a tradition in uh, New Orleans. It's essentially a jazz parade uh, where you have a jazz band playing music there's multiple reasons for them like a wedding or a funeral mm-hmm. it's it's a way right. that the city celebrates or you know commemorates something so this one was a second line 
full of vampires being led by a jazz band who had been all gothed up and they were playing like a jazzy dirge. Well, that's a, oh, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty fun. Like I was being a sulky nos. So mm-hmm. I wasn't like really getting in it. Also, I'm a tired old man, but it was very fun to be a part. Of. And so we did that. We did we we did that for like, it must have been at least half a mile from the place where it started to the place where it ended. And then that filtered into the final location of the game, which was where most of the game game happened, which was called BK House. It's a historical house. It is for the, for the French Quarter, for New Orleans, fucking huge. Like it had a massive upper level. It had like a downstairs servant area, which were, which was mo- mostly ex- accessible. And it had a courtyard and a garden. So this oh, thing that took, sounds amazing. This thing wow. took up probably half of a city block. Oh man, there. that sounds amazing. Ah, yeah. there's the ticket price. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, yes, yes, that's definitely a part of the ticket price. I mean, they also like like some of the not all of the venues, the the secondary venues. Some of them they bought out entirely. Like, so they were, they were, the ticket price was well-earned. They bought out bars. They got special deals. Like we didn't have to pay cover for any of these places that normally would pay cover. Oh, that's good. That's cool. Okay. That's, that's an added bonus of like, these are the extras. This is what you pay for. They gave us a drink ticket for one one free drink. Like the money didn't just go into up someone's nose. Yeah, (laughs) that's Uh, fair. We always like to hear that. and And if it did, they should share. Yeah, that is correct. So we get into this place and I know I took videos and took pictures of it. It started off there, like that jazz band kept playing and there were people dancing in the, in the courtyard around the, the red like lights. There was a fountain that had a bunch of red lights shining on it. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of a mini blood fountain dancing really good time. And then that's when kind of like the game part, because that, that, that unle- unleashed that you can now do physical violence yeah. in, 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 in character. Because before it was like, just don't, just don't fucking do it. You'll break the masquerade. Right. But now you could fight people. There were a couple of fights that broke out. Rituals of Saturnalia started to happen at this location. And I didn't see much of game stuff. I didn't see much like interactions of people doing game stuff. I didn't see a lot of plot lines coming to fruition. Mostly what I saw, and this once again might be just from my position because of who I who I came to this event as, at what level of interaction I came in with, what I saw was a really kick-ass party. <laughs> like, it yeah. was, like, so I don't feel cheated for my experience because I got to go to a really cool pub crawl, a really cool, par- be a part of a really cool parade, and go to a really cool party. All with, look, like, vampire cool overtones. Yeah, you... you... But I, I could see, yeah, I mean, I could see it both ways. Like, I could see wanting wanting to do more, have more game in the game. But also, for the for the ticket price, the thing you just described, I mean, yeah, that might be it anyway. Like, that might yeah. just be, to do well, the thing were, you did, that might just be how much that costs. There was also a pretty good mix of experienced and inexperienced players. Mm. So, for an introduction to Vampire, this ain't bad. No, but from like, a from a like aesthetic and like general vibe, mm-hmm. the vibing into into World of Darkness, sure. Yeah, like if this were my first like I don't know what vampire is, I have been somehow blind to the things that I would normally enjoy for my forty three years of existence. What's this vampire thing? 
oh, it's this. This is amazing. Oh, it gets deeper. Like you can get like deeper yeah. into it. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Let me pick a book. Let me pick up a copy of Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition available from Renegade Studios. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it ended in, they did kind of bring it all together in a big communal ritual at the end, which was, it was very affecting and very fun, but I was also very, very tired at that point oh from what time did you start and what time did you end so it started well uh, my day started at about 10 when i got to the first workshop and then i yeah. was in the city until the end of it but the game proper started at five which was an hour of out of play time to do group related workshops because they didn't yeah. have time to do that sort of thing in the bigger workshops and mm -hmm. not everyone was going to be there so we did a short hour of group workshops. Game on was at six. Game ended at one. Okay. Oh, okay. That's so that's, that's a long. That's day. a hefty amount of. That's a that's a that's a hefty time to be like in quote unquote in character and doing stuff. That's a full and running alarm. running around the city, doing multiple things, yes. interacting with dozens and dozens of people at a time, and just a kick ass. Like I I, ha I really have to stress how cool this party was. Like it was fun. Oh, the the description of the house alone and the decor with a whole bunch of people, all yeah. like probably in some really nice clothing and nice mm -hmm. makeup, very good costuming, made everything made it, yeah, yeah. just made it look uh, like like a were, rich experience. There was like a belly dancer who was doing like sword dances. There was a contortionist. They had a harp player. It was the the atmosphere and the style at this place was on fucking point. So we cannot fault them there. We cannot fault them yet. It was worth it. It was a worthy experience. We'll see if this is a recurring thing. I'm unlikely to go to it again just because I think I might want to go to games that are a bit more game, but they might improve that. Yeah. They might improve that. Yeah, so... they, they could. I bet if they get good feedback and mm -hmm. like, hey, we liked we liked the pub crawl, maybe tighten it up a little bit or and but maybe get us to the main the main estate. A little bit earlier so that we can I, I don't know have... about that i think probably my biggest bit bit of like recommendation is steering npcs yeah like i i want to be able to, to like there should be should have been and the, but that's a staff issue of because they had to have a lot of staff for like oh, yeah. safety yeah. purposes and structural purposes but if they could get a bit more staff to have like npcs that were at a very every location that could help facilitate the plots or oh. help facilitate role play. Yeah, that it's would almost be a like better. it's almost like you need you need like a safety you need safety marshals running around mm -hmm. doing only safety things. Then you have like your actual NPC staff handling plot stuff. Oh, like yeah. is going around right. the city. Quick question: Was it modern? It was modern. Yes, it was okay. twenty twenty two. So you can do a lot of stuff through text messaging and stuff. Yeah, too. there was there was a Discord that was running. That was okay, used for cool. like in play and out of play communications. General you could always like get in direct contact with staff. Yeah, um, steering via that is also, uh, but obviously, it's a lot cooler to have someone kind of steer you in play than to be like, "Hey, suggestion if you don't know what to do, <laughs> go here." Like this is a very personal nitpick, apparently, and I do not recall this being a thing at all, since this was connected to the Kickstarter for the War of Ages book, and the By Night Studios merch team was there. There was, you could get the merch that you had gotten through your Kickstarter through this. I was unaware of this, but there was a box with my name on it there. 
Um, and it, it, I kind of got hand, it handed to me halfway through the party portion. So it was kind of, I had to carry around. No, literally there was a box that was, was yours that you didn't remember that was yours. I'm going to say, I didn't know that it was going to be there. Cause I don't remember that at all. That's actually <laughs> something you, they would, that you would know. Like that's something I would obviously forget. Like, but you mm-hmm. might remember something like that yeah maybe i i may it might be my fuck up i may probably i may have should have picked it up at the merch table during the workouts but it did not like having to carry around a box to the entire to, to a big part of the event although the merch is fucking cool like yep. i went through i went through it uh yesterday morning i'm like the patches are cool the pins are pretty much the pins that you remember but the, like the patches and i got two sets of a uh, a nosferatu and a milkavian tie and coupling set Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's very, very nice. But, oh, yeah. yeah. So that's like a personal nitpick, but that, that shouldn't be included in, in the overall descriptions of the game. Just maybe a bit of miscommunication there. And that's more on By Night Studios than Reverie. But, yeah, any other questions that you guys have about it? Because that's basically um, the, the gist of it. So how were they handling actual mechanics? Was it more like By Night Studios where it was all consent-based I can kind of do this. Are you cool with it? Let's go. It was all consent based. It was much more like Jackalope, which is apparently so. Yeah. So basically, what By Night Studios is they're ha- they have they're going to be having two sets of books. Yeah. They're working on the V five LARP rules, which are very much in the line of By Night Studios, Mind's Eye Theater, Rock Paper Scissors, and they also have this War of Ages book that is in production right now from the Kickstarter that was paired with this event, which is the Nordic consent based you really, really don't like this thing style of, of negotiation interaction. Okay. And this was all that. This was all consent and negotiation based. Okay, cool. No, that's fine. I, awesome. I assumed I assumed as much because, goddamn, I don't want a really cool party in a really cool place that I paid a huge ticket for, wasted as we do a four-hour combat with paper, rock, scissors. So, no thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was looking over the tickets, and wow, you if you wanted to be salubrity, you had to pay money yeah they 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 lock some clans behind higher level tickets oh i was actually also under misconception i thought there'd be sabat members there and there wasn't there were okay because none of the tickets that i can physically see on there have sabat as one of the sex I, I believe i don't i didn't interact with any of them i heard that there were sabat players there that may uh, have been they like caused some they caused special... some, some mania okay yeah oh. they're yeah, it was just it's just interesting. I didn't they didn't see it. They had like a camera, you have an unlined, you have and then you also had the Ashira, mm-hmm. which I had to look, literally Google that while you were talking. I had never heard of the Ashira before. They're, they're a thing in V five. I mean yeah. they've they've been around, but they've made them more of a thing in V five. Yeah, yeah. They're Islam they're basically Islamic vampires. They're mm-hmm. Islamic Central North America North African sect of vampires. Yeah, that that Overall, that sounds like a really rad trip to New Orleans. It very much was. Like, if it happens again, not gonna say I'm I'm tempted. I'm I'm kind of tempted because I think I'd have a lot of fun, even at the low level. Mm-hmm. Play a character, get have a few drinks, and have some cool experiences with my friends. I would definitely I can see why the coterie ticket would mm-hmm. be limited, but also very cool because you're like okay guys we're all gonna go to yeah we're gonna that get would... five five people and go, go do this now i will say i was very fortunate because the group that i ended up being a part of all of them were cool yeah 
Like right. every single one of them was a cool person. I had really good interactions with all of them. They, you know, some of them knew each other. Others of them didn't. They all did a really good job of like including people in the group and not leaving anyone to their to their own devices. So kudos on you, players of the Gabber. Gab- yeah, kudos to everyone who played Saturnalia because it sounded like it was a overall, as far as your experiences go, good group of people having a good time with such a unique setup. Absolutely. For kind of a the game. dream. Kind of the dream. Like that's kind of like that's that's because I've heard of the you know wandering the city version, like city multiple like a sit multiple city blocks where the LARP takes place. Oh, I've heard of that in Legend, but I've never like heard of it actually going off. And well, the, the fact uh, well, that yeah, I just hope ahead. it went well, and I hope that it this is a you know I just the more of this stuff that's happening, the better, honestly, because that means you know more accessible. What was the cyberpunk thing you were part of a while back, Scott? That was Cyberpunk Night City, I think they called it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And uh, that that was Jackalope, and I played that remotely. I really would love them to do that again, but apparently they had some issues with their venue that made that issue. Uh, that wasn't that, and then a pandemic happened. So yeah, yeah, yeah that wasn't the sprawling one. It didn't take place over multiple buildings. No, right? I think there was one sprawling one that I had heard about a long time ago. That oh. took place in Germany. No, so, New York. New York. Yes, there okay. was that. That was a, a different one. There was also, yeah. there was one in Germany that was World of Darkness. It was the first kind of like V5 era bespoke blockbuster LARP. Right. That uh, was what, was that was it. Where, where Matthew Webb, he was involved in that. And that sort of helped springboard him into setting up Dracolope. But yeah, that the cyberpunk one that Jackalope did was play, took place in a big warehouse. Yes. Uh, okay. So they had set it up to have to look like a city street. Where there okay. were like multiple bins, but it was not not like this. Okay. Uh, yeah, there was Project Pandora in New York, or Project Ascension in New York. Ascension. That was it. Thank you. Yeah, it was Project Ascension that took over place in like over like a block, and it had like two or three buildings that were yeah mostly under the control and venue of uh, over under the people who were running those uh, running the game proper. Yeah, and Ray mm-hmm. and I attended a stripped down version of that that took place here in Atlanta. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Like I said, tempted. I think there could be a lot of fun. I would just treat it as a nice trip to New Orleans. And like, I think if you come into it with that, then you're, if you, if that's where you set your expectations, it will be a great time regardless. Right. Don't expect a big revelatory plot or story or game because that's kind of not what they're going for though. There, there is probably some of that there. I on think sh- I th- it was definitely presented as more of a game than it was, in my opinion, and from my experience. And I think that they have the potential to move in that direction okay. with feedback and refinement of their their styles. So, I mean, maybe it'll happen again. Maybe it won't. I don't know definitively right here and now, but it's certainly something to keep an eye out. Very cool. Do you have anything else you'd like to comment about uh, good, good or bad? Not really. I think I think I've kind of said the, the the gamut of it of the of the stuff that I'm gonna say on a hot mic. But yeah, any other final questions before we wrap this thing up, fellas? Well, Lisa, I'm I'm pretty satisfied. You you did a thorough job. I'm very happy that you had you got in with people because mm-hmm. as my friend and you're out of yourself, I can I put myself in your shoes for a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'd be probably a little little unnerved. And, a and, little... I, and I, I'll be honest, I was like so Saturday during the day. I was a little unnerved. I was a little shaky, but I, I got my second wind and it turned out to be a great time. Yeah, good. And I'm very happy. I'm glad that that was a good experience for you because because uh, that is the biggest concern is 
it, with this type of situation, it can get really problematic very quickly if not everyone who's playing is on. So, so it's one of those things I love to see it and I'm happy that it happens safely, but it's also a thing of the more you do this, especially in a public venue, the more potential, there's a lot more, the more likelihood of something poor, bad going yeah, on I mean, one way that, or another. Like, I think this is like, it's definitely cut has a potential to be a nightmare scenario. They did a really good job of hedging their hedging their bets against the nightmare scenario. But yes. I think alcohol plus big city plus people in funny costumes, there's a lot of areas where some things can get off the rails. Yes. So and I think that that they always need to be aware of that and always need to be improving their safeguards against that, regardless of how well they do at any particular iteration. Oh yeah. Yeah. You and can, and if this never is their, be too careful about that sort of thing. Yeah, and and this being their first time, if they decide to run it again, we'll see. They'll probably get better at it, and they'll have better mechanisms in place, and just more experienced people. Well, I gotta say, I mean, from the description you give, man, like logistically, what they tried to do was a fucking nightmare, and the fact that it went off and no one lost a hand <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that I know of, that you know of. I mean, maybe. Maybe things will come to light in the following weeks. Let keep that's, us updated. You know, I, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm sort of speaking in 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 those terms. Who knows if it's if it's we may cover it if it is compelling and uh, and important enough to talk about. Yeah. yeah. And, Other than that. Yeah, we'll be on the lookout for that. We'll definitely report back to everyone if we get wind that there was some fuckery going on. But assume if we don't, it was totally fine. We totally, totally yeah, fine. Exactly. Yeah, everyone's great. So. Sorry for the shorter episode, but that's okay. We wanted to make sure Scott uh, could get everything out coherently because he's got to go to Betty Bye because he's very tired. He just got home. He's yep. recording this for us. So from everyone here at Polynesian, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice.